Hey, yeah, you. What if I told you we could have a deep conversation about life right now? Uh-huh, that's right. In this show, we ponder life and practice a growth mindset. I'm Ariana, your host, and this is Take a Second. Hello there! Thank you so much for taking a second to tune in to this amazing episode of Take a Second. It's been a journey with these R's and honestly, I think they're great. These R's really do put me to think and I hope they're doing the same for you. So without further ado, let's just jump right into the third R because this is going to be some good stuff. I honestly think it gets better as we go. So the third R is rethink. And this is like part one of part two because I feel like we have four steps in this, right? And in the first two R's, we really hone into that individualism, that that theme and ideology that encourages us to spend time alone and really focus on what's going on internally. And in that process, we're allowing God to come in and fix things. And that's our restoration. And remember, restoration will most likely be uncomfortable because this is where we wrestle, not only with ourselves, but with God too, because we're letting him do his amazing work. And that's not always butterflies and cupcakes. Okay, so last time we talked about Jacob from Genesis and we saw how he got his rest and restoration after having wrestled with God. After 20 years of running for his life, God was able to restore him and just cut through that brokenness, shame, and all that baggage he was carrying. And what I love about this is that 20 years is a freaking lifetime, right? But there is no such thing as, oh God, you missed it, or oh God, you're late. No, no, no. God is God and he knows everything. Psalm 139 says, nothing surprises you, O Lord. And so he is never late and he is always watching over us. And no matter what, he will always come through in his perfect timing. Okay, so like I said, we will go through rethink today. And I'm going to start with a story that will help us see this more clearly. And this is one of my favorite stories in the Bible, okay? So get excited. (laughs) Alrighty. So you can find the story in John chapter 4. And it's called Jesus Talks with a Samaritan Woman. And let me tell you about this woman that we're talking about here. This woman, to put it in nice words, lived a life of adultery. She had had like five husbands. And everyone in town knew about this woman and knew her like that. So her reputation was not exactly what a woman wants to have, right? Her reputation was that bad that she would have to plan every time she left the house because people shamed her. Just imagine having to hide and plan when you can leave your house because people shame you horribly. This was the life of this woman. So there was a well that people would go and draw water from. And this woman would go right at noon because that was when the sun was the strongest. So no one else would go at that time. Again, she had to adapt her schedule to when no one else was out. She was that ashamed, that hurt, that scared, and that mistreated. One day, 
our man Jesus comes to the well right at noon. And Jesus is Jesus, so of course he knows who this woman is. Of course he knows why she is there right at noon. So Jesus sees her and goes, hey, can I have a drink? And this woman is so confused as to why a random man, quote unquote, was talking to her because Jesus was a Jew and she was a Samaritan and these two wouldn't associate. So she tells him, right? She's like, why are you asking me for a drink if you're a Jew? And Jesus spices things up as usual and goes, if you knew the gift of God and who is it that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Wow, amen. So this woman is still a little confused, but she's intrigued by this living water. And she asks Jesus, where can I find this water? And Jesus goes, whoever drinks from the water I give them will never be thirsty again. So the woman is like, okay, come on. I want some of this water. And Jesus tells her, go call your husband. And well, you know, this woman doesn't have one husband. She has had multiple. And Jesus obviously knows about this. So when she says she doesn't have a husband, Jesus does his thing and exposes the truth and says, you know, you're right when you say you don't have a husband because you have had five husbands and the man you're with right now isn't your husband. Whoa. I do not know what I would do if Jesus were to expose the truth like that with me. Fast forward. The woman finally realizes who Jesus is because Jesus tells her that he is the Messiah. And guess what she does? She went to town and said to everyone, come see a man who told me everything I did. Wow. So there's actually like a lot here. Let's walk through it. This woman, like I said, was so broken. I mean, first, having that amount of ex-husbands cannot be fun or cannot feel good. That alone is a lot that this woman went through. And second, being known by this and being ashamed so badly for it to have to hide from people. This is insane. You know, in the last episode, we talked about leaving cycles, right? And breaking out of nasty routines. How nasty is this routine to having to adapt to your schedule to when no one else is out just because you're scared, just because you're ashamed, just because you're mistreated? That is brutal. This right here is a clear representation of a horrible cycle and unhealthy routine. Jacob went through restoration with God, but in this story, we see a clear illustration of Jesus going through the stage of rethink with this woman. Jesus knew who this woman was. Jesus knew what this woman was struggling with. But they had a solid conversation here. If you read the story, they had solid like 15 verses of back and forth conversation. That's quite a bit. Now, what was happening here in this conversation? What happened here? Jesus exposed her truth, acknowledged 
what she was going through, acknowledged everything, her sin and her struggle, and basically said, hey, you know what? I have something much better for you. You know, by saying he has living water, he is saying, yo, the water you are drinking from is actually dehydrating you. And he's like, I mean, look at you. You come to this well hiding from everyone, carrying so much shame. Jesus is like, I have something better. And what happened? You see this woman going into town and stepping out. This woman had been avoiding people for God knows how long, and she stepped out. But you know, it wasn't for herself that she stepped out. It wasn't because all of a sudden she became brave. No, it wasn't because of that. It was because Jesus gave her something new, a new attitude, a new view, a new mind. In this conversation, Jesus guided her through rethinking everything. He guided her through the process of seeing things so that she could step out. Jesus gave her a new way of thinking so much that she went out and told everyone about it. And this time, she wasn't scared of being shamed. She wasn't afraid because she knew that what Jesus had given her was worth stepping out, was worth leaving the cycle, was worth breaking free from the old, from that old water. Friend, Jesus says to you today, stop dehydrating yourself with that water. Jesus is saying to you, come to me for living water and you will never thirst again. Whatever this old water is in your life, bad habits, negative thoughts, hurtful routines, toxic mindset, unhealthy cycles, bring it to the well. Bring it to Jesus and tell him, I'm trading this water for yours. Jesus will do the work. He will meet you where you are. He will lead the renewing of your mind. He will make sure you leave your old with a new way of thinking. He will give you something that is worth stepping out with. The Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12 verse 2 tells us, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It says, be transformed. This means Jesus will transform you by renewing your mind, just like he transformed and renewed that woman's mind. You are not supposed to do the work alone. No. Let me ask you something. Bring to mind what you want to break free from. That mindset, bad habit, or unhealthy cycle. Where do you think you'll end up if you try to renew your mind on your own? I'm going to tell you where you're going to end up. Nowhere. You'll end up just where you are. You're just not that good. Let me put it this way. God is God and you are not. Nothing that we can ever do will ever transform us the way Jesus does. Just like Jesus told his disciples in John chapter 6, He's the only one that will give us words of life that is capable of giving us something new, something that will transform us. And just in that same verse, Romans 12, 2, it says afterwards, 
Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Wow. Do you think God's will for that woman's life was to live in shame, hiding from people? Absolutely not. God's will for your life is not for you to keep dehydrating yourself with whatever old water you're stuck drinking, but rather to be transformed by the renewing of your mind and step out of that nasty cycle or routine and taste how good, pleasing, and perfect His will is. Amen. And these are not my words. This is, this is God's word. Amen. So friend, what is it that you need to rethink? What is this old water that you need to trade for living one? Listen, this is an important part in your life because whatever you come up with in this rethinking process is what you are going to step out with. God has plans for your life and you cannot step out with water that dehydrates you. Rethinking is a pivotal moment in your life because this is when God prepares you to step out into something better. This woman could not have stepped out with this old water. She would have been scared. She would have been ashamed. But she boldly stepped out because she knew what she had was not only new, but better. It was living water. Jesus is our living water. Jesus is the one who transforms us by the renewing of our mind. And here's the best part. He doesn't just give us any mind. He gives us his mind. We have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, Who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who can know enough to teach him? But we understand these things for we have the mind of Christ. Wow, amazing. Jesus wants to give us his mind. Are you understanding that? The mind of Christ. I would not want any other mind. Wow. I'm wrapping up, but you know what you need to rethink in your life. And just like Jesus knew about that woman, he also knows about you and knows what you need to change. Take that to Jesus and tell him, I'm dehydrated and I need living water. Tell him that you recognize that he is the only one with living water and just watch what happens. Jesus will give you his mind and he will make you step out of wherever you are into a place where you can taste how good his will is, how good of a God he is, how good of a father he is because he is good and everything he does is good. So friend, Jesus is waiting for you at the well. Just like he came and approached this woman, he will meet you there and he will walk through it with you. He will expose the truth and even though it might be uncomfortable, he will open up your eyes to his living truth. He will open up your eyes to his power. He will open up your eyes to make you step out. He wants the best for us. Okay? Wow, alrighty, this... This ministered to me too. God is great all the time. Folks, share this with people. People need to know him because he's amazing. Thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for next episode because I know God will keep bringing his amazing revelations to us. Until next time, this is Take a Second.